The following program is for informational and educational purposes only. This program does not replace medical, mental health, or psychological diagnosis and treatment prescribed by your personal physician, psychologist, therapist, or other health care provider. Please consult your provider for diagnosis and care before beginning or changing any program or idea discussed. Welcome to Tips to Keep You Healthy, Happy, and Motivated with host Kristen Harper. She's here to give you those extra tips that you don't always get from other health and wellness programs. Kristen has all the bases covered and just a bit more. Now, here is your host, Kristen Harper. Hello, everyone. This is Kristen Harper, radio show host. My show is Tips to Keep You Healthy, Happy, and Motivated on voiceamerica.com on the health and wellness channel. Today's episode is all about forced vaccine laws. Can the government force you to get a coronavirus vaccine? My special guest for today is Arshan McBride. He is an attorney and he has been on my show before and I really enjoyed the conversation last time and we covered the top 10 episodes for my show. So today we will be talking about... Many people do not know that there are forced vaccine laws. What states have forced vaccine laws? Can the government force you to get a coronavirus vaccine? We will talk about the 1905 Jacobson case, which is enabling states to do forced vaccines. We will talk about what protections you have from the law. And so much more. I have, I have so many questions. And also, Sophia Dean will be joining me as well. And she also is an attorney. So before I bring on my guest here, I just want to mention a few words here. So my listeners know this, that I am against vaccines. I've been talking about this for a very long time. I've had amazing guests on my show in the past including Dr. Andrew Wakefield, Adele Bigtree, and and many other amazing guests, which you can check out on my radio show page, uh, voiceamerica.com, on the Health and Wellness channel. My show is every Tuesday at 3 p.m. Pacific time. Tips to keep you healthy, happy, and motivated. On the right-hand side of my radio show page, you will see all the past episodes, and you can check out those amazing episodes on vaccines. I feel that they are toxic. They are unsafe. Uh, if you go to YouTube, you can check out the Vax2 channel, which reveals a lot of stories about injuries, vaccine injuries. And actually, even I would even say there are deaths as well. So you can check that out, Vax2. And also, if you check out Dr. Alan Palmer, he's been on my show. He's a physician. He has an ebook on the 1,200 studies that refute vaccine claims. And he will be on my show next week to talk about the mandated mask. But um, I, I recommend you check out that ebook. And also, the question is who owns our bodies? Us, the people, or the government? And I have to say that we own our own bodies. Also, I, I, for myself, I don't need vaccines, I don't need medications. I keep a healthy immune system by eating healthy, taking nutritional supplements, obtaining sunshine, living a healthy lifestyle so that I can prevent illness. And this is a natural approach. 
I am against the mask mandate that just occurred in Arizona in my county, in Maricopa County here in Arizona. This just recently happened as, as far as the mandate. I'm totally against it um, as, as far as I feel like our freedom is being uh, taken away. And also I, I feel that it does interfere with health in a negative way. And Dr. Alan Palmer will be talking about the problems with masks in terms of health in regards to health next week on Tuesday. And then yesterday here in Arizona, we had a second lockdown as far as closing businesses down. So it's, it's so crazy to me. I can't believe all the chaos that's going on. So we had the first lockdown here in Arizona. And then after the lockdown, Governor Ducey allowed businesses to start opening up again. And then sure enough, what happened again? I knew this was coming. Last night at 8 p.m., he had an executive order to do a second lockdown. So basically to close some businesses, not all, including gyms. And I, our liberties are being taken away it just seems like constantly, I, I'm so tired of this chaos, and I actually feel um, everything that's been going on in terms of the lockdowns, I call it the scamdemic, the coronavirus scamdemic, not the pandemic, uh, the riots, everything that's been going on, the mask mandates, I truly feel this is a scamdemic, and if you go to my past episodes, I've interviewed other guests, we have called it a scamdemic, fraud, a scam and lie. So check out those past episodes. And I want people to start doing their research. There's a bigger agenda going on. There's a There was a Vent 201, which Bill Gates was involved. You can listen to David Icke's interviews. I, I want you to start doing your research, but I, I truly feel that the globalists and the government are behind this. And people need to wake up and we need to get active in terms of uh, being a precinct committeeman. If you want to... Uh, contact your legislator if you want to get involved with a peaceful protest, whatever you have to do, but we need to fight for our freedom. And then lastly, before I bring on my guests here, I just have a health tip. So I just recently reviewed a hair analysis, a a client of mine, and uh, provided recommendations. And then she was telling me that a couple of her children had issues with anxiety, developmental delays, so issues with social interaction, language delays, possibly Asperger's or high-functioning autism, mood swings, anger, frustration, struggles with paying attention, sensory issues. And I'm not working with her her children at all uh, because, uh, you know, some children don't like to take supplements or – so uh, basically – I just want, want to mention here, you know, people that, and even children that have issues with uh, PTSD, addictions, neurological disorders, problems with um, focusing, all these different health imbalances like neurological, the best solution for that is brainwave entrainment, which balances the brainwaves and the nervous system. And you can learn more about it. I have information on my website at perfecthealthconsultingservices.com, brainwave entrainment, sound therapy, and uh, I provide that as a, 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 a single service, but also if let's say that a client, a person wants to purchase another service like hair analysis, Nest, Nest Health, uh, quantum biofeedback, what's nice is even if you purchase a, a different service, I can still provide recommendations about 
rec- uh, brainwave entrainment recommendations if it if it's important for an individual if it will benefit and I actually feel that most people actually benefit from brainwave entrainment and also it's not just about brainwave entrainment but we need to be addressing nutritional imbalances as well and eating healthy so there's a lot to health it's not just one thing I feel like there needs to be a multiple there needs to be uh, some modalities combined together for optimum health and then children sometimes don't always like to listen to the sound uh, if they're wearing headphones or earbuds so for some children if they're if they fall asleep or take a nap then that's the time that you could actually put on the headphones or the earbuds with their 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 sound player so that they can get the benefits of brainwave entrainment so anyways i let me go over uh, these attorneys uh, bios here so we have Arshon McBride and um, he's a he's a great guy I, I've uh, he's been on my show before and I've known him on Facebook for quite a while he's very active and um, the Arshon McBride is a corporate lawyer licensed in 13 U.S. states in Washington D.C. he is a graduate of the University of Maryland School of Law where he graduated with honors he spent approximately 10 years in big law, practicing at some of the largest firms in the United States before starting his own law firm in 2012. He is dedicated to helping business owners with their issues related to ownership and control of their business with respect to capital raise, partnership agreements, and mergers. He is a strong advocate for personal liberty and uh, personal freedom. And he has researched Florida law, U.S. Supreme Court decisions, and national trends on personal liberty with respect to mandatory vaccinations. And he has a website at mcbrideattorneys.com. That's R. Sean McBride. Let's move on to Sophia Dean, which her website is theorlandolawgroup.com. And Sophia Dean has spent a bulk of her legal career in the world of bankruptcy, student loan law, and debt settlement, assisting many people in taking the first steps towards financial freedom. By branching out into the field of personal injury, Attorney Dean further extended her servant's heart to help those impacted by someone else's negligence. She is a medical and health freedom advocate working to bring awareness and change to laws that limit our rights. It is an honor to have our Sean McBride and Sophia Dean on my radio show. Hey there. Good to, good to, good to, good to be here with you. Thank you, Kristen. And how are you both doing? Doing very great. well. I mean, obviously, obviously a little concerned <laughs> about the topic of the day with every, all the activity we're seeing lately, but uh, you know, we're here to help people get aware. Yes, and I, I do have a, a lot of respect for both of you. Uh, and uh, so I think what, what I'd like to do is just start off. Uh, you both had this uh, special education event, and this occurred recently uh, in regards to Florida's forced vaccination law, uh, forced vaccine laws for adults. Would you be able to just briefly talk about this event? Yeah, so... Um we work together with Florida Freedoms Keepers, which is a local organization to help uh, kind of spread the awareness. And what had happened is Sophia and I really started talking a couple of months ago, and maybe she can give a little of the history, but we uncovered some things that were, int- that were 
shocking or a little surprising to us, even as attorneys, about uh, the power that Florida was asserting to say that they could force vaccines. And we went out and we indeed researched the law. We confirmed it exists existed and we went out there and started to um, started to get people alerted about this. So that was the whole idea of the event is just to get people in the know. There's a there's a gap of knowledge. People do not know that there's forced vaccine laws out there. And we really built this event around getting people to at least be aware of what the law is in their in their state. And do you plan to have more events like this in the future possibly? Just to spread awareness? Yes, we Yes, we've already started. The next event is going to be on July 7th, and we're going to have an event that's going to talk about um, other state laws because we've started to uncover more laws that are similar to what we've seen in, in Florida and other states. And if people want to learn about these upcoming events, where should they go so that they can participate? Uh, well, we're putting them up on YouTube Live. So if you go to my McBride Attorney's Law Show YouTube channel, uh, it's some of the videos are dedicated to that, so that's a great place to go. Uh, we've also been posting on, you know, LinkedIn in the Florida Freedom Keepers Facebook group, and we're starting to reach out to other groups. So if you're specifically interested in this, feel free to reach out to me on LinkedIn, Sean McBride, and um, we can get your group or your organization in and know. This is, you know, obviously a grassroots effort. It's just getting rolling. So um, people that are interested, we can get you on our mailing list. We can get you alerted of upcoming events. We're working on rolling out that kind of infrastructure right now. That is awesome. And Kristen, I, I, I wanted to add, if you have, I, I'm sure you have listeners from all over, they're um, freedom keepers. Um, in each state. So um, if you're looking, maybe a quick Google search or there's a National Freedom Keepers account on Instagram, they can direct you to each state that has a Freedom Keepers um, group set up. And that is really helpful. They usually will be talking about bills and mandates. They've been really talking about the mass. They're all about upholding civil liberties and they're grassroots groups that have been started in each state. Not every state has one, but there is an awful lot of states that do have them. That is good to know. I'll definitely have to check that out. That's good information for my listeners as well. So uh, basically, you know, a lot of people just don't know about these forced vaccine laws. So when can Florida actually force adults to take a vaccine? When? Uh, so <laughs> it's under Florida statute called 38, it's 381.00315. Uh, basically... I'm shortening this, you, you know, so take this with a grain of salt, you know, so, you know, if you're specifically interested in it, get your attorney to review it with you, et cetera. But the short of it is the state health officer has the power to declare an emergency if they think there's a public health emergency. Once they do so, the statute gives the state health officer the power to isolate or quarantine people for of infectious disease, essentially. It's pretty broad. It would pick up COVID-19. From there, if that state health officer decides that it's not practical in their discretion to isolate or quarantine, they then have the ability to force treatment or vaccines. Uh, so it's really all up to the state health officer in Florida uh, to do it. And further, you know, one part that a lot of people are often shocked about is it goes on to say if, if the state health officer can't get people to take treatments or vaccines, they can actually uh, use law enforcement officers to carry out uh, that mandate under the law. Wow. That, to me, is so frightening. It's, 
I, I think this is just perfect timing that you guys are coming on my show right now with all the uh, chaos that's going on, but that's so frightening. Um, I think what we're most worried about is is seeing the mask mandates and how it's been used um, and how much the government has had control over requiring something. And it seems to be, in my opinion, the perfect storm for a setup of take the vaccine or you can't come to the store. You can't travel Um, right now. You can't you have to wear a mask to fly and uh, it, it, it's a very slippery slope and we start sliding that way uh, towards bodily requirements and what they will make you do. And um, there's been a lot of pushback uh, over this and I, I am, we just want to bring awareness that these statutes are out there. And so as you're seeing your governor do things like lockdown, take away p- people's right to, to own their business and run their business and requiring people to wear masks to shop and go out of their house, we want you to keep that in mind. Maybe those things seem harmless, but it, how? where is this going to go? And does your state have an issue with a law in the books that might be leaving language open to forcing a medical procedure on you? And we just want to bring awareness yeah. to that. Yeah, and let me dovetail on that. The Florida law, you know, has been sitting there on the books since 2002. There was, there was a public health law put in place in 1996. It was amended in 2002 to give this power that we talked about to the state health officer. And it's kind of just been sitting there, and nobody's talked about it. And it wasn't until recently it showed up on state forums that Florida was saying it had this power, and they confirmed it to USA Today uh, that they indeed have this power. So it's uh, so I, I think it's probably the case in a lot of other states that they have these laws that are kind of sitting there dormant that nobody's talking about. But you know, are, are on the books and they're ready to be used if, they, if, if, if the powers that be so decide. Okay. Thank you both for that information. So, listeners, we need to go to a quick break here just for a few minutes, and we'll be back. And today's episode is all about forced vaccine laws. Can the government force you to get a coronavirus vaccine? My special guests are R. Sean McBride and Sophia Dean. They are both attorneys. Please stay tuned, and we'll be back very soon. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Kristen Harper is a health and wellness speaker and founder of Perfect Health Consulting Services. She inspires people all over the world to keep healthy, happy, and motivated. Get a virtual health coaching or hair mineral analysis package at perfecthealthconsultingservices.com to help you get healthy and stay healthy. Also, go to KristenHarperSpeaks.com to hire Kristen Harper, a health and wellness speaker, for one of your events. Be sure to visit both of Kristen's websites, PerfectHealthConsultingServices.com and K-R-I-S-T-E-N HarperSpeaks.com. Now is the time to take your health to the next level and become the best version of yourself. Do you feel that you aren't at your best when it comes to your personal health? Even if your doctor gives you a clean bill of health and says everything is in working order, perhaps you aren't feeling at the top of your game. Dr. Rebecca Risk overcame pain and fatigue despite all tests to the contrary. Learn how she put her health back on track and how you can too on Falling Through the Cracks. Live every Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time on Voice America Health & Wellness. 
Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. You're listening to Tips to Keep You Healthy, Happy, and Motivated with Kristen Harper. If you would like to connect with her, reach out via email to Kristen at KristenHarperSpeaks.com. That's K-R-I-S-T-E-N at KristenHarperSpeaks.com. Now, back to tips to keep you healthy, happy, and motivated. We are back. This is Kristen Harper, radio show host. My show is Tips to Keep You Healthy, Happy, and Motivated on VoiceAmerica.com on the Health and Wellness Channel. Today's episode is all about forced vaccine laws. Can the government force you to get a coronavirus vaccine? My special guests are Arshon McBride and Sophia Dean. They are both attorneys. So, uh, Sophia Dean, uh, we talked about Florida, but are you aware of other states that ha- that uh, have the forced vaccine laws? Because I know you guys have been doing research on the. We did. Yeah, we've been pulling them um, from each state. It's been t- so. What led us to find these is googling pandemic bench guide. So a bench guide is a guide for judges in your state on pandemics. Interesting, right? Well, it turns yes. out they've been published um, in, at least in Florida since uh, 2006, there's one, 2013, and then we had one for 2020. And in that bench guide is where we, we see them citing to Florida's uh, forced vaccine law. So then we started Googling the pandemic bench guides for other states and they started popping up. And so we were able to start there and then pull these statutes out of those bench guides because those are instructions for the judge. And so coming up on our next show, we're going to go over all of the states that we found. All of these are written very, they're, they're different. They're not as clear as Florida's um, is appearing to be. And there may be other laws out there that they don't necessarily trump, but it's arguable as to whether what, what law applies. Is there a carve out? Is there an exception? And so we have seen right now we are up to about 33 states, I believe. Wow. Sean, correct me if I'm wrong. Around 33 states with the quarantine or isolation. So we have to, we have to distinguish yeah. all these laws are different. Uh, you know, it's, yeah. probably, it's probably somewhere in the neighborhood of seven to 10 that have actually, we can come make you take a vaccine. Um, and then right. a lot of states have the, you know, we can force you to quarantine or isolate, basically cut you off from the rest of the world. You can't go to work. You can't go to the store. You can't go to the park. You just basically have to live the rest of your life in your house um, if they say so. So, you know, both of them end up being pretty extreme if they're carried out because of quarantine or isolation, you know, for lo- so long as your state health officer, governor, power to be says it is, you could be stuck in your house basically indefinitely. Right. That's quite so, a bit yeah, of we're going to go over. It's, it is. And there might be more. These are just really, really hard to find. You can't just Google forced vaccine laws and have it come up. They're really buried. Sometimes they've been on the books for a long time. They're, obviously, they don't want to bring it up if they don't have to. In fact, it was surprising that Florida's had been brought up. And one of the reasons we found it is that it was on a travel form for people coming into Florida from New York and Louisiana, they were being required to fill out a form. They're still actually filling them out. And at the bottom of this form, they cite this statute that, that has forced vaccination language in it. And we were like, wait a second, that's weird. We've never seen that before. Um, so we're going to pull out as many states as we have 
we have found. We just want people to be aware, maybe to start doing some digging in their own state. It, it's difficult. It's difficult to find, but we, we've been able to at least find ones that require isolation and quarantine, and that can be very scary in itself. It's just it's the wielding of the government power that is concerning. So I recommend uh, listeners uh, definitely participate in their next event so you can learn more about these states. And I know Arshan reached out to me, and in Arizona, we actually have a forced vaccine law for emergencies. I had no idea because this information is really hard to find. I had no idea. So um, Arshan, would you be able to talk about that a little bit in terms of, I, I just would like to learn more just because I'm located here in Arizona, and I know that there are some listeners that are located in Arizona as well. Yeah, you have to take a look around at each state's laws. We did find, as part of our research, particularly because we were talking to you, is, um, you know, we looked at what Arizona said, and Arizona is one of the forced uh, quarantine states. So essentially, under the Arizona rules, uh, looking at the statute, basically Arizona has the ability to quarantine or isolate people um, it's public health and safety law. That's where you often see that. That's one of the titles that you'll see this under is public health and safety. Um, it basically says during a state of an emergency, gives a bunch of powers uh, to the governor. And uh, basically during a state of an emergency, the governor can mandate these isolations if they think this is necessary um, if, you know, for potential vaccines. And then if you actually have a illness from exposure to some type of disease, then you can get a forced treatment or forced vaccine. So it depends on whether you have the disease or not. If you would get COVID, then theoretically they could force you to get treated and force you to take a vaccine. Um, Arizona's is a little less heavy than Florida's because it doesn't allow kind of a preemptive um, forcing of the vaccine, but it could require an isolation. I was just talking to someone recently, and they were wondering, like, how can we do more research to figure out when this emergency law was passed, who voted yes on it? Is there a way that we could find that out? Probably, like, I think, like, maybe the state website? Yeah, we're in the process of doing that for um, Florida right now. It requires some research. You're probably going to have to reach out to your, you know, your law library for possibly your legislative section. Often these laws have, you know, notes at the end of them that say the implementing implementing dates and what bills they were passed under. But basically, for these laws to come on the books, they typically have to go through your state legislature and then be signed into law by your governor. So at some point, this law was put on the books. So you can research that back. Uh, you know, through a law library, and there is there'll be a date and a time, and then from that, depending on what records your keep your state keeps, there will be records of who voted for it. You know, sometimes you can get discussions. We're doing the research in Florida right now. We can see online the vote numbers and the dates, and then I called the library, and it's a long process, but they're seeing if they can get us tapes of the hearings and discussions that happened in Florida when this law was amended back in 2002. So. There are records out there, probably buried in your state legislative legislative library. Okay. So I'd like to do research for myself on that and find out, like, when this was. I'm just just curious to find out if this is, like, a recent thing or did this happen, like, years ago? And um, I I just... That history history will be there and it's researchable. It's it's a time-consuming and laborious act. Yes, you (laughs) should be able... You should be able to contact 
you know, somebody who can tell you when the legislative actually passed, what bill number, and then from there you can go back and probably get the vote records and all depending on what records your state keeps. Okay. I appreciate that. So, uh, Sophia Dean, I'm curious about if you guys, maybe if you could talk about this 1905 Jacobson case, which is enabling states to do forced vaccines. Yeah, so I know you said you have had Dell on, you follow him. He actually had a guy on named Alan Dershowitz, who's a very famous attorney. He's an older guy. He actually had him on his show, I want to say, three weeks ago. And he brought him on to have him talk about a statement that he made, which was very inflammatory. He was being interviewed and he said, I believe absolutely that we have the power to haul you off and get you injected in your arm. And Jacobson allows us to do that. Wow. So Dell brought him. Yeah. And it went viral in a lot of the natural communities and everyone was very nervous about it. And um, the, the case is old. A lot, there's a lot of arguments about the case. It's from 1905. It's regarding a smallpox vaccine. Uh, the guy ended up having to pay a fee because he didn't want to take it. And there's some nuances that can be differentiated. But this guy, Alan Dershowitz, was certain that this case provided, and he was willing to challenge it all the way to the Supreme Court. Well, Dell, even though he's not an attorney, he was able to challenge him on certain aspects, he did get him to say, well, it would have to be proven safe, and that's not necessarily what I meant, and he kind of backtracked on on what he said a little bit, Um, but this case is concerning to us because it is being referenced by a a very reputable attorney um, that this is the supreme law of the land, this is a Supreme Court case, and that people say, oh, we can just take this to the Supreme Court. And what we want to be concerned about is there is this case out there that, while it is it's from a long time ago, vaccines are not the same. There's all different things. You know, vaccine manufacturers, yeah. liability, you know, all of these things have changed in that time. We're talking about a very long time. And, yes, it could be challenged, but we need a case. We need a case to do it, and it needs to be taken that far. And will we ever get there? I hope not. But right now there yeah. is a case on the book that this, you know, this person is saying that it could be used and he believes it has the authority to, to do so. And I don't, I don't personally believe that, but it does have some language in there and Sean can probably follow up with it uh, about the language specifically that was concerning. Yeah. Well, so yeah, obviously late out, uh, Alan Dershowitz, who, you know, is a well-regarded legal scholar, at Harvard university. Um, you know, he's been on the, he's in the OJ trial. He argued on behalf of the president, the recent impeachment. This is the caliber of exposure that Alan Dershowitz typically gets. Um, and you know, he's, he's pro force vaccine. And he looks back to this 1905 Jacobson case and, you know, to very, very simplify the 1905 Jacobson case, the court based, the Supreme, U.S. Supreme Court basically said, if your state legislature thinks that after weighing the risks of the vaccine to harming individuals versus the risk of a vaccine circulating in your state, if your state legislature does that analysis and thinks the vaccine is better than the potential virus spreading, then your state legislature has the ability to force you to take the vaccine. That's the kind of very quick and simplified version of what Jacobson says. And so that's obviously concerning because it's concerning because it puts the power in the hands of the state legislature. So, um, 
it's it's a big issue, and a lot of a lot of legal scholars, if you read the articles, lawyers like to write about the development of law and what cases are out there. But if you read a lot of these articles, which are typically written by law professors or sometimes practitioners of the area, almost all the articles line up on the side of we think that this is going to that that if the Supreme Court was faced in 2020 or 2021 with similar circumstances to Jacobson, i.e. a forced vaccine approved by the state legislature. Many of these lawyers, almost all these lawyers, seem to agree that the Supreme Court would say the forced vaccine is constitutional. So the idea of going all the way to Supreme Court, even if you get a case, even if you can work through all the different levels to get to the Supreme Court. And I just did a video the other day about how hard it is to get to the Supreme Court. In the real world, you know, even if you have a case, even if you have sympathetic facts, you know, usually you got to go through multiple courts. You've got to do a lot of fighting. could take years, and there's no guarantee the Supreme Court would even hear your case. So, you know, this idea of, I don't like it, I'm going to take it to the Supreme Court, that's a very risky way uh, to try to defend your legal rights. Uh, you're better off fighting in the state legislature, getting the laws changed, um, and, you know, hoping for other ways to protect yourself than saying the U.S. Supreme Court's going to save me because they're very uncertain. A lot of legal scholars, even in the last couple of weeks, have been surprised by some of the decisions of our U.S. Supreme Court. Usually you're going to be looking at your, your you know, U.S. Constitution in light of Jacobson may not be your most likely way of getting help because the U.S. Constitution, I mean, the U.S. Supreme Court has said basically your state legislature has the power. So, your state constitution usually layers on top of the federal constitution. That's going to vary by state by state. Maybe you have some protection built into your U.S. into your U.S. state constitution that would keep you from getting that. Um, absent that, you know, you, well, your clearest avenue, I think, almost everywhere is going to be go to your state legislature, get these laws pulled off the books if they exist, so that they can't be used, right? Because the U.S. Supreme Court said basically there has to be a state law. It empowers you, mm-hmm. right, uh, right? Empowers the, empowers the state legislature to do it. So if you don't have the state law, you don't have the issue. Right, right. Okay. So focusing your efforts in the state, I think, is important. And you know, with it being right. an election year, look to your state legislatures and find out who is running, what their alignment is with medical freedom. There's a lot of people doing campaigns online right now. Um, I've spoken to a few people running, and if they are for medical freedom and say, hey, if this ends up, this coronavirus ends up being, uh, you know, a vaccine that ends up being mandated for our state, how, how do you feel about that? Would you, would you be in favor of that? And then support those candidates to align with those rights and, and making, get, garnering a community of people who are going to raise up that person and promote that person. A lot of times that person is probably not the most popular candidate. Um, as you know, the, the pro versus anti argument is, is, is very harsh. People have very strong opinions on each side. And the best way to approach this is about our constitutional rights. And if we can focus on those people who are strong in constitutional rights and abiding by the Constitution and believe in, in bodily autonomy, that is what's going to help change the laws in the states. And that's where we feel like most of the efforts should be focused right now because the Supreme Court will ultimately punt it back to the state to make the decision. Right. 
And uh, another thing I just wanted to mention to you, I don't know if you've heard of this, but like precinct committeemans, I actually think this is a really important position. I don't know if you both are aware of this, uh, but it's something I want to look into and, and people can actually volunteer. And just based on my research, it's like one of the most powerful positions so that we can actually change politics so we can get back our liberty. And there's a bunch of videos um, that people can watch, you know, and just do their research on as well. But um, we need to take back our liberty, everyone. I mean, it's just, I've never thought this would happen in my lifetime, everything that's going on right now. And uh, it's just, it's, it's like each day you just don't know what's going to happen next, you know. That's how I feel. It's like, okay, what's going to happen today? Uh, what's going? Yeah. You know, it's, you know, it's like okay. Well, okay. So now we have the um, mandated mass, and next is going to be what? Well, we just had the second lockdown. What's going to be next? Is it going to be the forced vaccines next? I am tired of the chaos and the drama. Let's. I want my liberty back. So, anyways, uh, listeners, um, we need to go to a quick break here, and. Um, my special guests are Arshan McBride and Sophia Dean. Uh, today's episode is all about forced vaccine laws. Can the government force you to get a coronavirus vaccine? Please stay tuned and we'll be back very soon. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Kristen Harper is a health and wellness speaker and founder of Perfect Health Consulting Services. She inspires people all over the world to keep healthy, happy, and motivated. Get a virtual health coaching or hair mineral analysis package at perfecthealthconsultingservices.com to help you get healthy and stay healthy. Also, go to kristenharperspeaks.com to hire Kristen Harper, a health and wellness speaker, for one of your events. Be sure to visit both of Kristen's websites, perfecthealthconsultingservices.com and k-r-i-s-t-e-n harperspeaks.com. Now is the time to take your health to the next level and become the best version of yourself. Are you ready to live to 100? Join Dr. Joe Casciani and his program that shows us that age is just a number. You can age with fresh and inspiring perspectives, whether it's staying physically fit or keeping mentally fit. With great stories, plenty of advice about successful aging, and brighter outlooks, you just might join those who are living to 100. The Living to 100 Club is broadcast live every Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time and 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. You're listening to Tips to Keep You Healthy, Happy, and Motivated with Kristen Harper. If you would like to connect with her, reach out via email to Kristen at kristenharperspeaks.com. That's K-R-I-S-T-E-N at KristenHarperSpeaks.com. Now, back to Tips to Keep You Healthy, Happy, and Motivated. We are back. This is Kristen Harper, radio show host. My show is Tips to Keep You Healthy, Happy, and Motivated on VoiceAmerica.com on the Health and Wellness Channel. 
today's episode is all about forced vaccine laws. Can the government force you to get a coronavirus vaccine? My special guests are Arshan McBride and Sophia Dean. They are both attorneys. We have covered so much today. I'm so, so glad that they're here. Uh, and um, so we talked about uh, the states and the U.S. Constitution, but I'm just curious if there's anything else, like what other protections from the law might a person have? Is there anything else a person can do? Especially if they're forced the vaccine, because we don't know what's going to happen, but all of a sudden the government states, okay, in this state, everyone has to get a vaccine. At that time, if a person doesn't want one, what can they do in that moment? Yeah, well, uh, you can move to another state. No, nobody has seemed to take away anybody's constitutional right to interstate travel or to relocate into another state. So True. we actually have talked to people who are looking at the possibility of moving to another state. We have a um, gentleman I was talking to the other night uh, has a child that was, you know, injured, you know, had medical issues after a vaccine. He does not want his child to do another vaccine, so he's looking at other states. South Dakota is considering litigation right now, which would prohibit. Uh, mandated vaccine. So, you know, people are looking at South Dakota or other locations where they might be able to go um, to avoid the vaccine requirements. So that's one thing you can do. Um, the other thing you can do is change the law, you know, and that's where I think a lot of people are going to, you know, if they really want to get rid of these laws, that's where you have to take your attention is get your, get your politicians that answer to you to pay attention to it and, and get something done. Yes. That is absolutely true, and I'm just trying to think what other um, options, and I just, people having conversations back and forth on social media, because there's a lot of people I know, like even on uh, Facebook, that are just angry with what's occurring with the government, just losing our liberty, and, um, you know, people have talked about even like recalling legislators, I guess that would be another option too, is you can recall legislators. And actually here in Arizona, there was a recall petition that was actually filed to recall Governor Ducey here in Arizona. And so many signatures have to be collected, I think, by the end of August here. So that's another option. And then uh, also, I, I know that there's lawsuits that are, you know, that have taken place that are also coming down uh, the pipeline here yeah. as far as, you know. Yeah, that's what I was going to say was the Get an attorney that will, that fights, a civil, a civil rights attorney. Um, the ones that we've been involved with here, they've been the same ones fighting the mask mandate. Uh, they'll be the same people to fight, you know, for any civil liberties, right? So those are, find those attorneys in your area. Um, and they may or may not be speaking out right now about the mask mandates, but we've got attorneys filing lawsuits against the, the, the cities or the county, whoever's mandating the mask here in Florida. So that's what I would do. Get somebody that will be, and they've got fundraisers going to raise money to pay the attorney's fees to, to, to fight these. And that's what's ultimately going to get it changed. Lawsuits. And have, hopefully the judges rule in the favor of the Constitution. It's all up in the air, but that's definitely something I would suggest doing. So let, let's say yeah, that... Go ahead, Sean. I want to add, Kristen. You, you, got, you just got to think about what, what you're going to accomplish with different things. So, you know... Uh, you know, pulling people, pulling your, you know, recalling people out of the state government uh, will send a strong message that you don't like what they did, right? And that definitely is a powerful tool. But then you got to remember, if one of these forced vaccine laws is on the books, 
even if you pull the politician out of office, the forced vaccine law is still on the books. So, um, you know, you got to really, it's, it's like true. everything else. It's a battle. It's a fight. You've got to figure out what strategy you want to take to it and what you're trying to accomplish. And, you know, this, this thing, you know, you're going against a, a current of people. There's a lot of people out there too that, you know, are pro-vaccine and they think that everybody should be forced to take the vaccine. So you've got to figure out your strategy. Um, and make your compelling argument to get where you want to go. Yeah, and there's a lot of physicians out there, too, that are pro-vaccine as well. Yeah, so, I think the thing with the physician community, at least that we're exploring with them, we're having more conversations with physicians, is you know, every person has different risks, different medical histories, et cetera, and it really should be a conversation with your doctor rather than some state health officer or governor saying, hey, go take it, a shot. Exactly. It should, yeah, and it should be a parent's decision. You know, they should decide what is best for their child. It should be freedom yeah. of choice. You know. Yeah. I think one of the one uh, of the things, if you're and, and talking to your neighbor, talking to people that you know you work with, and you don't you don't have to. The best way to bridge the gap is to keep it within your rights and the ability for a government to force a medical procedure. Don't go at it pro or anti. You're going to lose people on that. Keep it very based on liberties and your right to a decision because even some of the most pro-vaccine people that I have met, once you say, okay, do you feel okay with your government telling you to take something? They say, well, no, I don't think that's right. Um, So that if you can bridge that gap, that will kind of get more people on board with that position that that ability is out there and won't be, make it so, so divided and people choosing a side, whether pro or anti, it's not, it's not about that. Try to keep it down the middle and you will gather more people to become aware. And then those people can move on and say, wait, whoa, that's way too much. And they can help you along. (laughs) I think Sophia makes a very good, point, you know, and the other the other sub-point of this, which is kind of a refinement and, and a part that we've kind of been talking to some people that have been successful up in Canada and fighting a, 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 a mandated vaccine law up there, which is really, if you, if you take this law down to the core, um, by forcing you to take a vaccine, you know, your state, your fellow citizens are telling you to take a, to, to do something and to take a medical risk on behalf of the broader community. So if you can get it boiled down to that simple, which is really what it is at the end of the day, right? Is it right for society to force individuals to take a risk on behalf of broader society? Uh, That's the question, right? Is it right for, you know, a bunch of people to tell an individual what they have to do for their benefit, right? Because who benefits from you taking a vaccine? Right, people, very few people have said, I need you to take a vaccine because I want you to be well. The argument you always hear on the vaccine is you need to take the vaccine because it's going to help society. It's going to help the community. So is it fair to subject one individual to risks, costs, you know, potential bad outcomes to help the entire society? And, you know, if you look at some of the modern conversations that are going on at the time of taping, you know, in other contexts, we as a society have decided that it's not okay to force one person to do something against their will for the benefit of others. And the question is, can you force people against their will to do something in the context of 
a medical procedure. And what's interesting is, while society seems to be very certain that you can't force somebody to give labor and to work in chains on behalf of somebody else, you can apparently, at least what it seems to be a majority of people think, you can force somebody to take a medical um, procedure for the benefit of somebody else. So it's really interesting when you look at that dichotomy, if you break it down to that level. So, Arshan and uh, Sophia, let's say that a uh, maybe a, a parent has a parent has a child that had a vaccine injury, or maybe a state uh, is requiring vaccines now and it's actually forced. And people need help, and they want to reach out to an attorney. Would you both be able to help, or what would you recommend they do? Feel free to reach out to us. A lot of this is going to be fought at the state level. You know, we may or may not be able to help, and you know, but the, but feel free to check out our work. Send us a message. Um, you know, assuming you get our message through to us, we will try to see if we can't get you paired off with somebody, get you pointed in the right direction, that type of thing. Because um, you know, we know there's going to be a lot of lawsuits and a lot of fights out there, and it's a lot is going to happen at different state courts around the country um, over time. So it's going to be it's, 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 this is a marathon. This is a big thing, a lot of regulation, and we kind of have to uh, figure out where we're headed with it. Okay, um, I have another question for you, which is actually a different uh, topic here, but uh, before we move in that direction, is there anything else you would like to discuss here about vaccines, about your events, any last comments from my listeners? Well, we'd love to have people come join us on July 7th, 8 p.m. Eastern. We're going to be doing a live event on the McBride Attorney's Law Show YouTube channel where we're going to be going through state vaccine laws. We'd like to get as many people to know as possible. This is about seeds of knowledge. Our goal right now is just to get people to know these laws exist so that they can talk knowledgeably with their neighbors, so they can engage in the conversations about whether it's appropriate or not, and then see where that goes down the line. So uh, that's the first thing is just get in the know. Know what your laws are. You know, don't let people hide the balls. We as members of a democratic society, at the very least, deserve to know what the laws are. And the fact that there are so many people that are in favor of hiding laws or leaving laws on the books that they claim they aren't going to get used, I mean, that's an argument you hear is, well, there's a forced vaccine law that may never be used. Well, that's not really a fair way to treat things in a democratic society. If you have a law of the books, you probably intend to use it. If there's a law of the books that you aren't going to use, then get it off the books. But we need to get this conversation going. More people need to know these laws exist. So spread the seeds of awareness. You know, big thing everybody can do is just tell your friends that these laws exist. Tell them that you heard this show. Tell them to come listen again to this. Um, tell them to tune in and watch this show that Sophie and I did with others, you know, a week ago. And just get aware and start spreading the word because we as a democratic society at least deserve to have a conversation about what our laws are. Well, I think we've been so focused on, on children um, and the exemptions and the ability to send our kids to school with exemptions that nobody stopped to think, what about adults? And exactly. With <laughs> right? And with what oh, COVID yeah. has brought, if anything, is is more awareness of people, at least I feel, people have become more aware of forced vaccines, whether it's for children or now for adults, and, and how quickly a vaccine is being brought to market, and will there be injuries and all of those things. So um, 
awareness, big awareness, and, and raising awareness around this issue. Well, so we're, and, and Sophie, I'm glad, I'm glad you brought that up. One more, one more quick thing, Kristen, which is, you know, everybody's made all this progress in childhood vaccine with religious exemptions and, and medical exemptions, et cetera. This, these laws, these forced vaccine laws for adults, if utilized, could potentially wipe out all that product, all that progress, because it's a completely different body of law, completely different exemptions. Um, so anybody who's been able to successfully build resistance to childhood vaccines and not have them used, you know, these laws could potentially override all of that and start things over from ground zero. Okay, so we're at the end of my show, but real quick here, um, I don't know if you both are aware, but here in the United States, and I've had a, a guest on in the past talking about this, that here in the United States, children are forced into chemotherapy if they have cancer. And, you know, I don't, I don't know if you both are aware of that, but that's something that's a, I feel like yeah, is a big pro- problem in the United States as well. Yeah, I mean, yeah. That's, that's it. And, you know, and this, you know, this is one of the things we as a democratic society um, need to talk about is, you know, at what point does the power go? And so a lot of times, you know, the Constitution was designed to protect minor- minorities, protect people who were not in the popular opinion. But you can see a lot of times there's a real risk to democracy always. You can see the majority often wants to take control and get their way uh, over, over the protection of the rights of the minority. And it's something we need to be very careful about because if you let, if you let it happen the times you favor it because you're in favor of something, you think it's good. So you say, well, let's just do what the majority says. You keep doing that over and over and over again. You end up with a situation where potentially you get mob rule and you end up with some very unwise decisions. Um, as a totality. So we need to be very careful yep. about that. And so we're, we're at the end of my show, and I just want to thank both of you for coming on today. You both are a wealth of knowledge, and I really appreciate all you're doing. I think you're both doing wonderful work. Thank you. We appreciate it. Thank take care. you. You take care. And this is Kristen Harper, radio show host. My show is Tips to Keep You Healthy, Happy, and motivated uh, on voiceamerica.com on the health and wellness channel. My websites are perfecthealthconsultingservices.com. I talked about the services I offered um, offer earlier, um, hair analysis, quantum biofeedback, brainwave entrainment, Nest Health, and my speaking website. I'm a health and wellness speaker at kristenharperspeaks.com, K-R-I-S-T-E-N, harperspeaks.com. If you could give this show a five stars on iTunes, my show is all about natural health, getting healthy, taking a natural approach, and the truth is always revealed on my show. And if you'd like to be a sponsor of the show, you can send me an email to Kristen at kristenharperspeaks.com. I can send you a Voice America sponsorship package uh, so you can learn more about the packages and you will reach a lot of people because Voice America is the largest live internet radio network in the world. And also, I was just recently interviewed on the Mind Creator podcast, and you can check that out all over social media on Facebook, LinkedIn, uh, Twitter. I talked about health and wellness and the unconscious mind. Wishing all of you a healthy and happy week. Take care. Thank you for being a part of the show this week. Tips to keep you healthy, happy, and motivated with your host, Kristen Harper, can be heard live every Tuesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time and 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Kristen can't wait to speak again next week.